Peps here from Lace Out. And this one has been asked by many, many people over the last couple of weeks. When are you going to do the doggies? Well, I am here to do the 2021 season preview for the Western Bulldogs. Is it going to be the year these young pups decide to turn into roaring Bulldogs and take a bite of the AFL Premiership, or will they scurry with their tail back into the kennel for another disappointing year? To help me out with this, I've gone to the best. I have got the man who makes you tune into the start of every single Bulldogs game, even before the ball is bounced. The banner superstar himself and one of my favourites, I must admit, Danny McGinley. Welcome to Lace Out. G'day, Peps. Yeah, oh, thank you very much. It's so great that listeners still tune in for my banners, even though I've, I haven't done them for three years. But uh, good on them for tradition. It, it doesn't matter. Like I said, as I was having a bit of a look, I had to go back and look at a couple of these. And but look, before we get into the footy, just to, just to ring the bell, th- these were some of the pearlers that you came up with and my personal favourites. Uh, your club was uh, Our club was born in blood and boots, but not in AFL focus groups. Yeah, uh, that, that was against Giants in the prelim. That's to be my, uh, like, oh, that would be my, my Sergeant Peppers. Like, whenever, like, that's the one everyone brings up. It was, uh, and, and it was just, it's just part of a perfect day. Like, we finally beat the prelim hoodoo and, and to beat the AFL's gorgeous team in, in what was voted the best, te- best game of the decade. I can tell you now, that game, my wife doesn't watch footy. Could not get her from, away from the TV. It was just an, in my eyes, I would probably agree, besides almost the the hallowed 1988 grand final, if you ever want to put a game on for people to watch, that is the one because it was just... The 1988 yeah. grand final? Aren't you a Demons fan? Why would you want to watch? 1989, sorry. You mean 89? Yeah, okay. sure, yeah, the 1989, yeah. This is what, 88 this is what was happened. a bit of a fizzer. Yeah, a bit of a fizzer. <laughs> um, it's a night game that explains the mid-strength Carlton. What? Yeah, <laughs> man, this is the... The beauty of no one else doing funny banners is I could do all the obvious jokes first. I reckon if anyone, like that was such a, that was, that joke came so easily. I reckon, uh, you know, thank, thankfully I got to do it first. But, but even just as something as simple as we'll win this game and party till late or at least till all your pubs close at eight. <laughs> <laughs> Horoscope for I mean, today. that doesn't work anymore, that joke, because the, uh, the lockout laws finally finished. I believe actually it was last night in King's Cross. Oh, was it? Oh, so, yeah, oh, it was of a moment. I haven't heard any about brawls or anything going on in Sydney this morning. So, fingers crossed. <laughs> but even just something as simple as this, like horoscope for today, Scorpio, you will lose your grand final. Oh, wow. That was against uh, Casey in the uh, VFL grand yeah, final. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, that, that was yeah, – appreciate it. But I reckon, I reckon as a Melbourne supporter, this was – I think this was my favourite, which was <laughs> at the start of the match, we'll still be cheering. You'll still be worried about your negative gearing. Now – if you couldn't put it in any better words from any Melbourne supporter, they would probably be sitting there just giving the the, the MCC nod with a golf clap to acknowledge that that could not have been any closer to the truth. Because oh, apparently there was some there was some tuts and uh, oh politics and sports shouldn't mix. But really, what am I having to dig at Melbourne fans? Yeah, you're richer than us. <laughs> you know, it's hardly it's hardly a, a, a harsh truth. Well, you, you've got your own ground. We don't. Like, that's true. And I, 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 that's what I think is the big – I know we're here to talk about the dogs, but that is surely the biggest issue facing it is. the demons. It you is. don't have a spiritual home. There's no ba- – I mean, geez, you play out in Casey. That's not in Melbourne. Uh, no, I often say there's, uh, there's uh, not neighbours out there. There's witnesses. 
and it's not one of the favorite. It's not one of the favorite traveling uh, traveling areas for the for the players. You, as well. How so often they, do you they, go they, out they, there? Let's put it this way: they don't take the European cars out there. <laughs> they do not drive. Honey, you you keep the Merc. I'm taking the Corolla today for the simple fact of going out for Casey. Because uh, yeah, you only you only usually drive through Casey to get to Portsy. That's theoretically yeah. where it goes. How long does it take to get to Casey? Have you been to like uh, an AFLW oh, game? Look, or? Not, not, not. Oh, look, I wouldn't go out to Casey at all if I had to. Um, yeah. It's too far for me to go and watch training. It's too far for the players to actually go and train, I reckon, but because of COVID, they have to go out there. From here, I'm out yeah. in the West. I would say for me, a good hour and 20 minutes. Ugh. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's not yep. good. There's that's plenty of other ways to... You know, spend 120 minutes in my yeah. eyes or an hour and 20 minutes, maybe just watching the 2018 final series, except for the prelim. Like, there's so many things <laughs> I could go back to because there's nothing much to celebrate. But, hey, let, let's have a chat about your mob because, you know, if you have a look at the way that you finished off 2020, you, you finished off seventh, 10 and seven. You had a, the lowest mm-hmm. percentage for the out of the top eight, 106.67. So there wasn't a lot of scoring going on. But, you know, yeah. you make finals, anything can happen. And you know that, you know, when you finish seventh, you like to finish seventh because that – Lucky seventh, that's what we say, success. yeah. Um, yep. Unfortunately, go down in an elimination final. doesn't, doesn't <sighs> was, set the world on fire. No, and I, I sort of see it, saw it coming. St Kilda do seem to have the moz on us. Uh, they definitely know how to play us. And, uh, and the worst part was, Peps, was that we were getting creamed. I even told my son, uh, who was six at the time, halfway through the third quarter, I go, mate, this is not going to end well. You know, go, go play. So he went off to to his own. I just sat uh, watching alone. I thought I need just this pain. And then the fact that we came back and only lost by three points really uh, papered over some some cracks. I thought we needed to get thumped in that game to really bring some harsh truths, uh, which obviously they did. Uh, you know that we did so well in trade week anyway that they they you know Bevo is aware that three point loss was very flattering to us. Yep, and it's interesting. We played each other yesterday uh, in a practice match down at yep. uh, Marble Stadium. Docklands. Yep, and. From my perspective, I know it is a Western Bulldogs, but it's perfect what you said there because that's exactly the same as my club that hopefully yesterday uh, opened up some of those cracks that we probably may have covered over across against Richmond a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, it's nothing but a good thing. And it is a practice game. I think we get a little bit too carried away. But I will say, though, like, seriously, I always thought that the GWS had the Ferraris. You've got the Bentleys. You've got the Bentley in midfield right now. <laughs> we do. I was I was doing a bit of I was doing a bit of research on this, and I didn't really have to do much because if the media this morning, which is uh, Tuesday Tuesday um, Tuesday morning, have gone absolutely berserk on how well they went yesterday, but you know this is your mid starting midfield, and I'm probably left people out. You've got Bailey Smith, the Bont, who we'll have a chat about a little bit later, McRae. Dunkley, who wanted to go, and you've kept him, which is goodness <laughs> yeah. gracious. You've got Hunter, <laughs> Daniel, Libba, Wallace. Um, I don't know who I've missed out. That there's eight there that I've mentioned. Bailey Dale, Bailey, Bailey Dale, Adam Trelaw. Like it, it's just extraordinary that you, you have got the best midfield in the league. Yeah, and they can kick goals. That's the thing. Like, there are midfields that have got quality, but they can't put the score on the board. 
Oh, that is you're being that that you're being unf- uh, unfair there. We are the 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 absolute kings of inaccuracy. Um, it didn't happen yesterday, and uh, and I'm worried about that. I was hoping we'd get the the yips going, uh, but. But yeah, it is uh, Tim English, of course. Uh, Tim English can kick straight, which is he's probably going to get benched for that. Uh, <laughs> we'll just bring Stefan Martin in. <laughs> hey, what, and what has he been lifting over summer? Because I don't know the width of his shoulders. They 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 were at least like the dimensions across were at least twelve inches now. Because yeah, he is. They, I mean, it was it was so obvious the work that he needed to put in over preseason. Just just bulk up, kid, because he he's massive. He's like yeah, he's I think he's two hundred and five, possibly even you know two hundred and fifty centimeters tall. And uh, but yeah, it was skinny as a rat. But he's just a natural natural body growth. Like he he's he's still young. He's I think he'd you'd only be about twenty one, I reckon. And uh, you know, talls aren't good until they're about twenty five. This is why I get annoyed about um, Tom Boyd. Uh, never, never getting the chance to reach his potential. Everyone was on him straight away, saying, "Ah, oh, he's no good. He's no good." It's like, he's, dude, he's 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 not old enough yet. He's never. He, he Boydy was supposed to come good about this year or next year, but uh, you know, he's, Tim English. Yeah, he's uh, he's yeah, really good. And and look, all the pain that we went through. He was people were baying for Tim English's yep. blood last year because you know he was he was, he was getting monstered in every final. And that's been the, in every game. That's been the case for two years. But that will pay off. Bevo is always a long term thinker. I mean, hell, are we the only club in history to win a flag? And then the the coach goes, "Now nah, we need to rebuild." You know, we win a flag with like the youngest side in the competition. Yeah, nah, well, let's rebuild. So he's always like he clearly wants a dynasty, clearly wants a few years of domination, which you know, of course, we all we all dream of. But Some of us just want one year. Can we just have one year? Yeah, like you, you got <laughs> your year. That. Don't don't like it's amazing. We win one. Wow, we we want a dynasty now. We, we'll just take one because we've got the yeah. record. Oh, hey, we backed away. It's route. it's very rude, Richmond and Hawthorne, to win a grand final and keep going back. It's we greedy. won a grand final. It's we greedy. backed off. We rebuilt. Yeah, it's like it's like getting your twelve pack of toilet paper during COVID. <laughs> and then having to go back and trying to get another one. Look, just be happy with what you've got, please. Man, it's just the eastern suburbs of Melbourne. They're just uh, horrible, horrible people. Oh, but you know, well, you know who isn't horrible? Tim English, because he is 24. But you're right. He's only – now, mind you, I'm going on the footy-wise statistics here. He's 93 kilos. If we put against the guy that you traded in this year or brought in, Stefan Martin, he's six centimetres smaller, but he's raking in at an extra 11 kilos on him. Like yeah, you've, you've got go. to put that in perspective. Go down to your gym, pick up a ten kilo weight. That is a monster, <laughs> and, and it just. It, and in the game yesterday, you saw when English went up against Gorn. Gorn thrust him. Martin yep. goes in, and it was the strength just overtook. So you can see yeah. you just got to give these guys time. And Tom Boyd, you're exactly right. And this is the biggest thing that I have is is that you get these kids in, regardless of which club. Players hope they're going to dominate from day one. They don't have enough patience. They don't do their time in the. Yep. Twos. And so when I went down, I funny enough, I actually went down yesterday morning and had a bit of a look at the the Casey versus Western Bulldogs game. Oh, nice. Uh, no, no, no. I'm going to correct you there. I'm going to correct you there. Sorry. That is Casey versus Footscray. Footscray. Do not use our slave name. Okay. Yeah. And can you go back to Footscray, please? Because yes, please. I want Footscray oh my back. god, it is so. Do you know? Even yesterday, I was. Uh, I, I had lunch with a mate and uh, then the footy came on. We were at the Rose Hotel in Fitzroy and um, the bartender said, because I was then, uh, this is a mate who's a Welshman, doesn't really care about footy, but I was trying to just sell him the dogs, tell him how pub. great we That's are. That's what he cared about. And we're in a pub. And then, uh, and then the bartender came over and went, oh, you're from Perth. And I went, oh, no, I'm, I'm Melbourne. She goes, well, why do you go for a Perth team? 
because so many people think Western Bulldogs are from Western Australia. No. It's a terrible name. It means nothing. We need to change it back. Back to Footscray because I think Damn some straight. of some of our finest days and finest days, like that beautiful Doug Hawkins wing on the other side of the ground, just everything <laughs> about that. Melbourne making the finals in, in 1987 at that game, you know, Gary Lyon breaking his leg. There's been so many magical, magical times at that ground. It's got to get back to Footscray. You've got to get the heartland back into it because. Yeah. And considering they are trying to make Witten Oval AFL standard as well, we want that to be the third stadium in Melbourne. So, you know, that's where, you know, if the if the Kangaroos are playing uh, Gold Coast, then they'll play at Witten Oval. They want to, they, that's the long-term goal of the club. Uh, yeah, we really need to call ourselves Footscray again. There's no shame in Footscray. It's Have a you seen the suburb. house prices in Footscray? <laughs> have I seen the house prices anywhere? Yeah. Exactly. But even in Footscray where you didn't want to have anything to do with it, you you want to be part of Footscray now because you're you're in the 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 Brighton of the the Brighton of the West heading out into Footscray now. It's getting out. Mate, of control. I can't even afford a house in Casey, so you know, it's all depressing. <laughs> That's probably a good thing. Uh, but but I went out down there and just just the quality of what was running around. Trelaw was running around. Yeah. There's one guy, I don't know if you've heard about him. He has got a little bit of um, mystique about him. Jamara Ugal Hagen. Like how you pitched mm. him at number one, let's be honest. That oh, was, it was the um it was the the what do you call them? The yeah, the the yeah. academies. Yeah. We yeah. were the last team to to pinch a, a quality player in the unfair rules. And I'm I'm fine with that. Um <laughs> he is going to be once he starts clunking marks, my goodness gracious. Yeah, I'm already trying to push the nickname of uh, Diego Maradona. How was it? Uh, Jamaradona, (laughs) Hugel Hagen. Diego Jamaradona. Well, if you want to try and get it right first and then push it out because (laughs) that's not going to come up in spell check anywhere. But he is just going to be brilliant for you because you did say you've got that inaccuracy. Josh Shackey was even doing something down there. He's he's another perfect example of a, a number one draft pick just he was number two for the Lions. Sorry, number two. And sorry. that's okay. And he, I mean, he's one who really suffered last year because he wasn't in uh, our best 22. And because there was no reserves, there was no opportunity for him to pick up some form. So I'm hoping Shaki uh, gets some form in the twos because I really like him and I think he's a real potential. However, I can, you know, you can tell. Coaches do play favourites, and Bevo absolutely plays favourites, <laughs> and Shaki is not one of his favourites. Just give him a go. I know there's there's players that they'll give two weeks, you're out, and there's players that'll yep. give half a season, you're like, mate, he should have been gone. Every club's got one. Every oh, yeah. club yeah. has got one. Everybody, There's one guy who brings the apples to training every single week, and he's not <laughs> it. And if he did, he didn't bring the pink ladies. He probably brought the Granny Smiths and – I don't care that he's not a Granny Smith guy. <laughs> but you also um, you also picked up a guy, Dominic uh, Bedendo, yesterday. Uh, Bedendo. 50, yep. yep. He looks all right at 55. Rourke Smith, you re-rookied as well too. And Lockie McNeil picked him up in the rookie draft as well. So there wasn't a lot of work done at, at the at the drafting table. But once again, if you have a look who you brought in, my goodness, yeah. Steph Martin, Tim English. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, a bloke um, fairly quiet around the AFL traps, him, uh, Adam Trelaw, apparently had a really smooth transition <laughs> from Collingwood over to you. My Man, goodness. we picked up Adam Trelaw. Him. I didn't include him, so just park him in there. And yeah. a guy I was sorry to see leave the Ds, but I can understand why he wanted to go back to his virtual spiritual home was Mitch Hannon because he has got one of the greatest highlights you'll ever see in a final where he just runs down that wing into the four. Oh, is that against BT Geelong going 40, 30, 20 to win the game for the D's against the Cats. 
Oh, I was great. at those games. I, I really, I genuinely loved um, being, I sat against the Cats. I sat with uh, Titus O'Reilly yep. and, uh, and watched him actually be happy for the only time I've ever seen it in his life. It was amazing. And also uh, Broden Kelly. Have you, have you seen uh, Auntie Donna on Netflix? They're an uh, Australian comedy group. Yep, yep, yes. Yeah, and uh, the bald guy in that is the biggest Demons fan in the world and he was almost in tears and it genuinely felt like 2016 and I genuinely thought you were going to go all the way and uh, so my heart is is my heart goes out to Demons fans. You can tell you what it was one of the happiest days, but you can also tell it was a Melbourne crowd because I lost my wallet and if any other crowd, someone would have nicked it. Uh, I was in yep. the MCC that day, lost my wallet, found it in the lost and found because I reckon they opened it up, only saw 20s and went, mm, not my caliber. <laughs> it's, it's, pine, it's pineapples or hundreds. But th- there's just so much to like about that. And it, it just goes to show when you've got a guy like Caleb Daniel, who mm. nobody nobody wanted, for you guys have picked him up, and now they're saying that he is, like they have to tag him. Now, best and fairest winner last year. Yeah. He's yeah, he's an absolute gun. He's uh, I mean, he's there's a, there's a famous American uh, football movie called Rudy uh, with uh, Sean Astin just playing the kid who you know no one believes him and he's bullied into it, and and then he t- you know turns out to be this amazing uh, player with a lot of heart. More, I think, actually like uh, Captain America in that, you know, very skinny, very small, but then he's got this footy serum in him that just makes him uh, you know the first Avenger. And again, I'm not just bringing all these Marvel uh, uh, references because our new president is the head of Disney Australia and she's going to be very happy with me. But, oh, uh, <laughs> yes. By the way, this is not, not sponsored by Marvel, but hey, if you want to, like, yeah. we'll send you our details. But <laughs> it's just it's just um, like the way he he just works around the ground and he doesn't, you know, from what I saw, he doesn't take a lot of steps, but he's just kicking, is just pinpoint wherever it yeah. goes. It's just lace. Yes. It's like this podcast, lace out, hits them on the chest. It's You just sit back and go, oh, we can't even get any players to do it. Some clubs just would love. <laughs> it reminded me a lot of the Hawthorne teams from when they dominated, just those laser left foots. Yeah. And you now that the way the ground below, is going just, to be opened up. Just nailing up it onto Hodges' nose. Oh, but just the way the ground is going to be so opened up now, it's just going to be so much. It's exciting. Like It's just exciting these small players coming in, being able to hone their craft of just – lasering it around the ground because that's the way it's going to be played now. He's, he's, and you know what? Good on him because he's a member of the helmet brigade. You know, <laughs> as a player who used to wear a helmet for many, many years, oh, I'm really? glad that he just kept it on. Yeah. We, cause you always did uh, as a, as a non helmet person, you'd see someone with a helmet. It's like, what do you think is so protective? And then you, you'd give him a bit of extra, extra yeah. pepper. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. And that's just it. It's just, it was always because we were just, you know, the in and unders getting the ball out, just doing everything that they dreamed of. And yeah. well, that's what I always hoped of. Um, I was just because <laughs> mum said, you, you're not playing unless you wore one. But, and I think that was the same with him that his mum said, you're not playing unless you wear a helmet and he's just left it on there. So that's right. And do you know, it's the same helmet that he's had his whole, his whole life. Is it the same helmet all that it's time? The same helmet. Yeah. Oh, Good, my teeth. So it's going to be like Bradman's baggy green when Imagine he finally st- retires. And that would stink too. The the inside would be just decaying away. It'd be just a nightmare. <laughs> but look, you did get you did get rid of a couple's uh, Ben Kavara, Billy Gowers, Will Hayes, Matt Suckling, which I thought did we get rid of Will Hayes? Came across. Oh, and, Will and, Hayes and, and Jackson Trengrove, um... who we're hoping to have a chat with in a few weeks' time. But you know, they're just names that. 
they were serviceable for the club, but you just, you know, yep. if you want to do stuff, you, you have to free them up as well too. And they probably all had their time as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when, when Trengo came over from Port Adelaide, uh, I've got a mate who's uh, in the Port Adelaide cheer squad. And, uh, and I said, mate, what's Trengo's pretty exciting player. He's uh, good to get in. He goes, mate, he's a very good player, but he's mostly famous for being the footy player who is most batting above his average in the romance stakes than anyone else. And, uh, you know, and then I follow Jackson on Instagram and yeah, he's doing very well. Well, I, I can't wait to have a chat to him about hub life. Because I, I want yeah. to, we've been talking, I want to know what happy hour was like in hub life, <laughs> because that's all that we've heard about. I want to get first-hand knowledge. Um, so let's have a look at 2021. Um, look, based on what we've seen so far, the, the, the doggies, it looks like they haven't rested on their laurels. They look like they've got mm-hmm. fitter, faster. Yeah, it looks like we're fitter. finally going for it. You finally, are. we're ch- chips on the table. Let's try and win this. So- for improvement to occur, where do you see the improvement actually coming from? Because, like I said, the midfield is nice, but to take that extra step, where is it going to? Where's the most improvement going to be? Is it going to be down forward? Is it going to be down back? You'd assume you'd assume down forward. I mean, we we last year we had Josh Bruce as our number one uh, forward, and you know he can take a mark. He just can't really kick straight. I would actually love to see Josh Bruce. Uh, played down back, uh, probably just, you know, use him, you know, to monster a few small forwards. Uh, I think, if yeah, if Tim English is free to go forward, he can take a grab and he kicks straight. I think he could kick uh, 20, 30 goals uh, this year. Um, and overall, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we just play an 18-man midfield where we just sort of, it'll be like uh, in Little League where the whole, the whole group just, Follows the ball around the around the ground, but uh, with with much higher skills, you'd hope. Except there's always the two kids in the four in the in the goal squares, just you know kicking dirt on each other or having a chat yeah. to each other. That, that'll Building be Aaron. That, one of them will be Caleb Daniel, and I don't yeah. know who the other one's going to be. Um, Aaron uh, yeah, Norton. You mentioned yeah. Aaron Norton. Uh, this is something I didn't realise until it was pointed out to me this week. Every year, Aaron Norton has been carrying an injury. This is the first time he will be have done a full preseason, and that makes me makes me tingly in my loins. It might make you tingly in your loins, but he's had to go off for potentially yes. a broken arm. Like, yeah, what's the latest on that? Uh, nothing. I haven't released anything at this stage, but okay. it doesn't it doesn't look good? Mm. Fractured oh, arm. But, uh, yeah, well, look. It, but these days, I mean, arms we, we can got get depth. back in a couple of weeks. You've got we've got depth. <laughs> And you've got to be right, but it is your accuracy that is, is, is holding you back. But even down back from a defense perspective, you know, bringing in Alex Keith last year, it was almost that you just went, okay, who can we identify that can help us out down there? And he's, and he's been great for you as well too. You're probably right. It's just the forward line because the, oh, and can we say Eastern wood, my goodness gracious. If Mm. there's any, if there's anyone who wants to have a captain who just leads from the front, my goodness, he is sensational for your mob. Yeah, and he, he got a lot better after he uh, he relinquished the captaincy. He was just able to focus on his on his games, and uh, he is just he he really was getting back into just. I mean, there was a period in fifteen sixteen where any time the opposition went forward, you you were almost just confident he would get the intercept mark. He just yep. read the ball so much better. So he, with him and a Josh Bruce and Alex Keith as the half back line, I think that would be a, a great place to start. I mean, you know, uh, what do I know? But that's that's my theory. If I was playing, you know, a fell on uh, on PlayStation. That's the structure I would put up. Yeah, there's a small problem. The game's shit, and it doesn't. <laughs> so it doesn't, I'm told. Huh? Yeah, it, it's shit. So don't just ignore it. Um, okay. <laughs> but then you've also got then you've got JJ coming off the other half, 
halfback oh, line. JJ played in the in the reserves. He played in the twos yesterday, and yeah, you know when you just watch players who are just a step a class, step above the the class that they're playing against. It was one stage he ran through the middle, took the ball from about fifty five, and we were standing right behind it when he's kicked it, and he's he's kicked it and started running back. <laughs> and the ball, you could just see it was just curving, 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 and I've just gone. Oh, he's just taking the piss. He, he literally was taking the piss yesterday. Actually, the whole mob took the piss by about twenty odd goals. So that's yeah, that's how yeah, well they're going yesterday. I mean, we were you were you were lacking a lot of uh, senior players in the in the Melbourne side. So the Casey side. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't ask you to, to pull the boots on and have play a quarter. <laughs> they weren't that desperate. Trust me, they were <laughs> not that desperate. Um, so if if that's where the improvement's going to go, down forward definitely midfield. We know make a couple shifts down back. Is, is there the concern? Where's the concern? Where is it? You know, oh, geez, if that doesn't go right, we could be in a bit of trouble. The concern is always uh, in their minds. Uh, I think that's uh, been our biggest issue. Um, we were so emotional in 2016 and belief and pure optimism won us the flag, p- determination. And since then, there's been uh, seeds of doubt. And I'm not sure. Bevo's very good at firing them up, but I think when he has to play the bad cop, that breaks them as well. They all believe in him so much. And so, I, yeah, I, it's, I mean, I, I know you want a, a, a position on the ground where I think we could stuff up, but it's always psychologically. I've seen... I've seen our players drop our heads so often even when we're we're monstering aside dominating the inside 50s and then the opposition goes and gets an easy goal the heads drop so i think we need to we need to almost just it's like the scene in matrix where uh you know stop trying to hit me and hit me uh you know don't think you are know you are these are the thing we need like a morpheus to to really uh plug in what how good we are because you know everyone's waxing lyrical about how brilliant we are i'm not sure they fully believe it yet first of all that's a bit too philosophical for lay south audience <laughs> i must admit but, but no, that hasn't been the first time from a uh, not a positional side of things from a mental stability side of things that's been brought up it's also been brought up in coaches boxes as well too so the players get it, but are the coaches, when things go a little bit backwards, et cetera, are they able to yes. adapt quickly enough to overcome yep. that? So it isn't, you know, when we say, what is a concern? It doesn't have to be field-based. So that's actually a, a really good, a really good answer because you're right. You've got the talent there. They just, they just need to, if they had the belief that Richmond have right now, my goodness, yep. they could be, they could be anything because if you put the two, the two lists against each other, you know, they're quite comparable. We- more often than not, we beat Richmond. I reckon you, you, you dominate them. Yeah, they might have a bit forward, bit defence, but put the two against each other. There's not and much of a we, difference between them. Invariably, we fire up against the Tigers because uh, the Tigers and the Bulldogs. Uh, Richmond fans don't realise this. It is a big rivalry for us. It's a one-sided rivalry uh, where we have we, we've disliked them strongly since the since the nineties when they were they would they they would always you know pick players like Leon Cameron and even little ones like Justin Charles and stuff. But it did annoy the Bulldogs so much so that uh, you know when Libba and Maddie Knights clashed, that was like the last straw for us. And Libba got got suspended. Matty Knight's got nothing, even though he belted Libba like three or four times in the face. Sure, Libba hit first. I will fully admit that. But then 2001, I think it was the game where we, we you know, the whole 
both squads. Uh, I think it was a bench clearing brawl and we won that game. And then they took Terry Wallace and Nathan Brown and that just made us hate them even more. And even in the women, they took Monique Conti and Katie Brennan. They, we, but so we hate them. They don't think about us twice. They hate, you know, Carlton Collingwood and Essendon and stuff. So it, that works for us. We fire up for those games. That's a big occasion for Footscray. Uh, whereas Richmond, it's just another game. And that's why we've only lost to them about, Oh, I'd say two times in the past fifteen years. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I just, I just, I just love the doggies. Like second team, you, big mate. nan. Unfortunately, she's passed away. That was her team. Um, ah. She never got to see them win their second flag. She was all all the way from Germany. Doggies, doggies, doggies. My family, doggies from mum's side. So there's a lot of love for the doggies in the in the Pepper household. Um, yeah, I just love it when they fire. And I, I could watch Libba punching. Um, <laughs> that many libbers, libbers, just libbers, liver, like libbers, liver, yeah, libbers, liver. There's no way to, to put that as well, too. Um, and, and liver junior is so much fun to watch as well. I love his Simpsons tats. I love his. I mean, he he's really into Shakespeare. Tat. He's an absolute nut job, and I couldn't love him more. Every club has to have a nut job. That's yeah. the, the best clubs always have a nut job, or just somebody who's a little bit off center. You have to. Yes. And I feel in the past few years, Liver's been sort of contained and I think he needs to be let off the leash and be a nut job a bit more. I think he was last year, wasn't he? He did get off the chain a bit last year. Yeah. And, and he was able to be himself a little bit more and it showed in his football. And mind you, he's had yeah. his knee issues, which it does pull you back a bit, but he was getting Yeah, we back didn't have his- him for all of 2018, which was our lowest year. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a that's a fair call. We we need Liver and and, yeah, let him off the chain. He's like Animal from the Muppets. Just oh. let him go ballistic. Do you know who also, you, ne- you don't need to let him off the chain, but when he does get loaded off the chain, and goodness gracious, he is a sexy individual. It's the Bond. Ah, yes. Like, very good looking unit. He, he is now not going from being just a, a good footballer to a very good footballer. Like, if he can pull out performances like he did against the game in the Ds the other night, yeah, on a very very regular basis. My goodness gracious, he he could elevate himself to being that you know, top two three player in the league easily. Yeah, he got. Um, I think a turning point in his career was the twenty nineteen elimination where the Giants uh, all picked on him, and we didn't. I don't think. And I hope Bevo play, really stuck into the players. No one flew the flag for him. No one helped him out. And uh, then when we played the Giants the next time, they all targeted in on him and, uh, you know, Bont was ready and he just smiled and he kept fighting them and he had the rest of the team backing him up. And I think actually that that's probably my ideal situation. You have Bont firing on all cylinders so other teams target him and then we release the liver. Oh, and the, <laughs> and, and the fruit and nut literally just, just melts their hearts because he – it's just – Oh, and I tell you what, you, you, the AFL's best mullet, Bailey Smith. My goodness, yeah, gracious. Yeah. is he just another one who's just he's at that he's at that cusp that just goes from just a good player to just taking that next level to just oh my goodness, you've really got to watch out for him. Not just watch out for that swinging hair because that could take out an eye. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's gorgeous. he's very good. He's only played two years. And, he's only, uh, he's only I mean, played forty-one games. 
There you go. Yeah, he's been really committed. He's wanted to be a footy player his whole life and he seems to have that really driven uh, personality. My biggest worry about Bailey Smith is he's a little bit too good looking for the for the Bulldogs. Uh, you know, it feels like, you know, he should be wearing a Hawthorne jumper in the 1980s. Nah. Uh, but no, I'm very happy to have him no. there. He might he might have he might have Turak looks. He's got Footscray hair. He has good, and I will say he has got Footscray hair. Like if he went short back and sides, trade him, trade, trade, yeah. him, trade him to the. I'm goal not sure about the Bont, by the way. Cut nah. his hair. Oh, mate, he he is just he's just exceptional. I just absolutely, I just adore him, and I just you know because he's a footballer. He's just a footballer. Yeah. That's the best. And I tell you, the, the biggest outrageous in the looks department, uh, we talked about Easton Wood before. He's grown a beard, which I'm not happy about. His jawline is too good to cover up. Easton, if you're listening to this, mate, have the shave. We oh, all he wish will we looked like he, you. He, he, he will be. He'll be giving this a five star rating on iTunes. Now, <laughs> um, who, who's your breakout star? Who's the guy from the list that you look at and go, you know what? This is, this is the one that I reckon that when we go back at the end of the year and, and listen to this, you'll go, Peps, I told you. I told you. Yeah. Um, who we got? I mean, Ed Richards really showed a lot of um, potential early on. He seems to have uh, faded a little bit. Um, Cody Waitman. I mean, he, you may remember him. He got he kicked a goal with the – I mean, his first possession in footy was he took a specky, I think, over a Bulldogs player and then, uh, yeah, snapped the goal from the boundary. Just that I love – I love that arrogance, and uh, it, that's something that I think uh, Bevo's all about. The team players being humble, but when you're that good, just let them be unhumble for a bit, and it's fun. That's that's the that's the thing that I've with football we've almost nullified the individualism yeah. out of it. Yes. Like even if you listen to the way players interview us, like oh, come on, give me something different, give me something different. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what want. you need a bit. Of, you need a bit of shizzle. You need a bit of um, me time. Got to have a bit of fun yes. with it, and that's that's one one thing. I know we don't like we don't want to bring the Americanism into the game because it's we're not dickheads like that. But yeah. they do have a bit a bit of a spunk. Like they'll they'll say, "Yeah, we were good today. How good was I?" Or you know, I had a shocker. We don't hear any yeah, of that. It's yeah, just yeah. Too, yet once it's they the, finish, they're happy to open up. So I think the media needs to just just let them be themselves a little bit, bring the characters yeah. back. Bit of yeah, honesty. Cody Waitman was a name that just totally. Totally surprised me. I thought, oh, I forgot about him. Yeah. Um, you even, uh, I mean, just looking then, I was going, Ed Richards, that's right. He's awesome uh, in there. But yeah, Cody Waitman's a, a lot of uh, great fun. Bailey Dale is really underrated. He's, yes, uh, he does some amazing things. And you know who uh, another one that I must admit, I have a bit of a, oh, actually, he's not too bad either. And I saw him a little bit yesterday. It was Patrick Lipinski as well. Oh, yeah. The Pinsky file. Yeah. The Pinsky file. We definitely can go the Pinsky file. So it's not just going to be one or two. Good. There's not one and or also, two. And also, don't forget. Lin Jong is uh, is coming back from injury, and he's someone who really just tries his heart out. He is, I mean, he got denied a place in the 2016 Premiership side because. And oh, actually, you talk about that uh, that Casey Grand Final. That's that's one of the, my favourite stories of that year. He strapped the wrong shoulder just so the players wouldn't. And it fooled them and he was best on ground, but he still couldn't get into the side. I mean, you need to give a premiership medallion to anyone who played a game for the whole season. That needs to be a rule. Yeah, well, it's, well then what would, who would um, Derek Kicker would love you then, wouldn't he? Yes, and, and I love Derek Kicker, so no problem with that. <laughs> exactly right. So looking at that, we put it all. Who, who's, who's, so you've got the breakout. Who's the breakdown? Who's the one that you look at and go, oh, I think it could be last season for you, my friend, I think. You've been a great servant to the club, but it might be the last one. 
Oh, how old is Easton Wood? I mean, premiership captain, absolute hero. Uh, 30, he'll be 32 by the end of the year. Yeah, maybe Easton might be, look, I mean, just the natural body, uh, you know, he's going to get older and hopefully maybe he, they'll, he'll only play, I think he'll go on. I don't think this will be his last year, but I think maybe next year he'll only play, you know, a dozen games and just be used for when we need his football brain. Yeah. Um, How uh, many years did you sign Steph Martin for? I think only two. Yeah, because he'll be 35, oh, 35 by the time next year rides around too. Yeah, so. okay. So surely Stefan Martin's only a one-year player. Yeah, mine, uh, maybe but. two at the most. But yeah, but that's perfect because that's what you brought him in for as well. Because if you have Hell a look yeah. at your, your list profile is actually really good in terms of the over-age. you got eight over the age of 28, which is really yep. nice. Geelong have got, I think, half the list are over 28. And you've got uh, 11 guys who have played 10 games or less. So you've really got a nice sort of mix in the middle there as well. All right. Let's put the let's put it on the topping. This is where we get to. This is where the this is where the um this is where we look back and go. I'm an expert, or I really fudge that up. <laughs> Danny, where are the doggies going to finish at the end of the 2021 season? Uh, we famously have never finished on top in any season of VFL AFL football. I don't think this is the year we'll do it. I think Bevo would be very unhappy. Would would he? Bevo like is a long term strategy strategy guy, and if you put yourself on top, you're, you that's a massive target. So I don't think we'll come first. But look, if, you know, my, my natural proclivity is to be optimistic. So I'm going to say third, and then we win the flag, and then we win the flag. Fantastic. All right. A couple of quick questions for you just to wrap this one up. First and foremost, West or Hawkins, better player? Hawkins. Very, very nice. I was going to ask you this one, but you brought it already up. Uh, Western Bulldogs or Footscray as the official name? Footscray, without. That's a million times. Um, The woof, woof, woof. Should that be continued or not be continued ever again to be played after a goal is kicked? Do we actually play woof woof woof? Well, you we? used to play woof 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 after goals were kicked. Yeah, well, they, they used to, it was like a, it was almost an American style thing around '97. We do woof 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 woof. Ah, look, it was good for its time. I wouldn't bring it back. Um, yeah, definitely no, not. Uh, definitely not. Actually, once I told this story yesterday on my my own podcast. There was once. A, do you remember? You might be old enough, Peps. Mm. Um, when you used to be able to get a cassette tape of of really ferocious sounding dogs and it was part of a security system. So if a burglar came into your house, it would play a recording of really angry dogs. I remember being at a dog's Essendon game once and a guy was sitting there with a ghetto blaster and he would just play that tape after every goal. I I kind of didn't mind that. We have a trumpeter. You do. (laughs) Who plays the trumpet when we get five goals up halfway through the last quarter and we berate him because the game is not over. Yes, At as all. Melbourne fans, you as know Melbourne that fans, that is no, pure. <laughs> it, is, it is never, ever over. And look, the last question I would have is, actually two, would you rather play at Marvel or go back to the spiritual home of the Western Oval? Um, I'm, I'm, well, realistically, we would ideally we would have both. So when we play interstate clubs, uh, play it at, at the kennel. Um, but obviously, you'd want the big games uh, to be, 
you know, if we're playing a, an Essendon or a, or a Richmond player at Doglands. So, um, look, everyone, everyone's really anti-Marvel Stadium, but I think that's just the MCG arrogance of your, your Hawthorne and Collingwood and, and with all due respect, Demons fans going, well, this is where the, the grand finals play. It's great. But, you know, you can see the game better at Docklands. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a great it's, – I love going there. It's a, great, it's a great stadium, especially in winter when it's three degrees outside. And you're in a yes. t-shirt inside, but just don't stand yep. at the ends behind the goals because you're going to get frostbite from the from the wind that comes in. And <laughs> the last question I have, and I've been asked, if you could take any player from any other team and drop them into the Western Bulldogs group, Ooh. who would it be? Uh, well, you, you want to, although although there's some great play. I mean, just reading your name, I keep thinking of Pal Pepper from Port Adelaide, who's such an amazing player. But we don't need another midfielder. Um, who would you? Oh, Eddie Betts. <laughs> Just, yeah, Eddie who, Betts. Who doesn't want Eddie Betts playing for their side? Oh, Even I if re- he only came in and I know he's like 50, but still just, I would, you know, the, the, I love watching him. He's so much fun and it's killed me watching, cheering someone in a crow's jumper. Oh, I've got, that he's, doesn't phase The only one that I could think of before we wrap this up is um, Toby Green, I reckon, to be the a night it'd be nice in a bulldog's jumper because what he's are you player. talking about? If, what, if, is, are you telling that me that the, if Toby Green was playing for the Bulldogs, you wouldn't just throw your arms around him and go, We love you? He is the ultimate villain to Bulldogs fans. I know. Like, but he's he's <laughs> a player, he's a player that everybody hates, but as soon as they come onto your team, he's the savior, he's the greatest thing ever. He's an ab- yeah. That's uh, that is ab- pure madness, and I won't accept it. And I change uh, uh, Eddie Betts just because he's so old to Charlie Cameron from the Lions. There you go. There you go. Go there the you younger go. version. Hey, Danny, yeah. you are an absolute star. So, first and foremost, with yourself, you mentioned your podcast. You mentioned yourself. Where can where can the where can the listeners who are sit listening to this and go, my goodness gracious, I tell you what, this guy's an absolute superstar. Like, where can they hear you? Where can they see you? Where can they? Yes, I'm doing this. All that info. All right, I'm doing the Melbourne Comedy Festival. I've got a show, only seven shows only, uh, and due to COVID restrictions, it's only can only fit half the crowd in. So tickets are selling fast, but I would love to sell out the whole season. That's called uh, Up and About. If you go to the Comedy Festival website, just type in McGinley or Up and About and you can get tickets there. That's the whole Easter week I'm doing. Um, I do have a podcast uh, that I do with Limo, and uh, we normally have uh, from ABC Grandstand, Tess Armstrong, but she's on maternity leave. So we have different guests now uh, every week week. Uh, that's called They Came to Play. We just go through all the matches and uh, it's very lighthearted and stupid. Uh, and also I am doing, I do have a brand new Bulldogs related podcast, which uh, has not been announced yet, but uh, we are recording the pilot this week uh, with a very, very exciting co-host. It's not me. So just it is sorry, not you. Sorry to let everybody down been. there. It's, it's, it's someone who actually knows what they're talking about. It's someone um, who we have discussed in this episode. Ooh, Eddie Betts, maybe. Here we go. It's Here me go. and Eddie doing a Bulldogs podcast. Um, so <laughs> we'll put all the links in the, in the show notes as well too. But, Danny, Thank you have you. been an absolute star. Look, I know that there's plenty going on your plate and to, and to spend some time with me today just to go through the club that you just absolutely adore. Um, yes, thank you. Makes 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 my uh, makes my day and, and our listeners very, very grateful for that. But look, I just have to ask you one simple question. It's just oh, yeah. a simple question when it comes to when it comes to your football, and it's simply this. Yeah. Danny McGlinley, how do you want your footy? Oh, I want it laces out. He loves it lace out. Lace out, that's how we want it. 
Listeners, that is your 2020 season preview. 2021, 2021. season preview. I have to edit that. We got through the whole thing. and It's the first time in 11 of these I've actually said that. That's your 2021 season preview. Danny, you are an absolute superstar. Listeners, I think you're going to be in a very, very good position hitting September-wise. Go dogs. Thanks for listening to our latest episode. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. I'm your host, Chris Pepper, and with Jamie Wallace, we give you your footy how you want it. Ice out.